With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Newt News. We're back with another one of a little more somber tone. As I'm sure you Cardinals fans know, it's just not very fun right now. Um, Some of the games have been pretty tough to watch, especially this West Coast road trip. Um, Now with the Cardinals dropping last night's game, one nothing to the Dodgers, they fall to two and seven so far on this road trip. They've got a chance today to get a third win, salvage the series against the Dodgers and avoid a sweep. Um, But that's kind of where we are right now. So today, um, just a blueprint of the show, we're going to talk through the Giants and Dodgers series. And then we're going to hope that things turn around when we talk about the Angels series here. Cardinals coming back to Bush um, in May. I believe there'll be an off day tomorrow. So um, a little chance for the team to reset. But anyway, let's just get right into it. Rip the bandaid off. So the Giants series, um, for those of you watching, was just not fun. (laughs) The Cardinals... um, Dropped three out of four in San Francisco, which always hurts to a Giants team that really doesn't look like a contender right now. Um, They could have had the split, but unfortunately, Ryan Helsley chose to have his one bad appearance right then and there uh, against the Giants. And he gave up a game-winning home run with two strikes to Blake Sable, or however the heck you say his name, I don't care. Um, who launched a game-winning two-run bomb to deep center field. Interestingly, Sable, Sable, whatever, um, has a complete inability to hit fastballs, and Ryan Helsley throws 103, but we called for six straight sliders, and Sable mashes breaking pitches, and that's exactly what he did right there when Helsley left one up in the zone. So um, Cardinals dropped three of four, end up winning the last game at least. Um, it was against Logan Webb, so that was fun. Uh, other games we haven't touched on, we saw them get absolutely decimated by Alex Wood, who threw a complete game shutout. Alex Cobb. Oh, Alex Cobb, whatever. Complete game shutout. It's been tough. <laughs> You're right, Alex Cobb, who hasn't been good since he was with Baltimore all those years ago. So, yeah, that's where I am right now. Andrew, what'd you get out of that series? Yeah, I really think we should have split that series. A lot of really poor defense. Mm. Oh, Edmonds' little mistake was was later counted as a as a base hit. Um, so all of those Helsley runs were actually earned in that um, second game. So that's a little bit unfortunate there. But um, Edmund has seemed a little bit lost in the field. Made a couple of errors that ended up being really costly, including one I think that led to like four unearned runs in that first loss against the Giants. And it's just not just not been pretty. Like the the team hasn't had its fundamentals down for a little bit, or making a lot more errors than than I think we were in the, in the past. Part of that is due to like new players like Contreras, who we knew weren't going to be as good defensively. He had a catcher's interference the other day. Um, I think had like the, there was just a terrible throw um, on a on a caught stealing attempt. Um, that Carlson botched even more, allowing a run to score all the way from first base which is just unacceptable. Like you just can't have that, have that happen ever. But I mean, 
or even seeing players that like Edmund who have consistently been good defensively sort yeah. of falter a little bit and it's just not not good baseball to watch right now yeah I mean coming out of this series obviously I try to be a baseball optimist and you know the Cardinals are still hitting the ball really hard um they've now had registered more hard hit balls than their opponent in eight losses this season which far and away leads MLB you figure those have to start going for hits at some point. Um, just looking at the numbers from game one here, the Cardinals registered 12 hard hit balls to the Giants five. Um, yet they were, you know, shut out over the complete game by Alex Cobb. But I'm looking at it. And honestly, the reason is the Cardinals seem to have a launch angle problem as a team, as I'm sure a lot of you are noticing. I mean, they just hit everything on the ground and burners, you know, hard hit balls on the ground don't turn into hits that often, unfortunately. Um, we're seeing the Cardinals suffer from other teams elevating the ball, whether it's allowing home runs or just, you know, 55 mile an hour bloop line drive hits. Um, but those are getting the job done right now. You know, I'm, I'm looking through here and Brendan Donovan and Paul DeYoung grounding out at 106 miles an hour just doesn't get the job done. And so I'm not sure this is an indictment on Turner Ward yet. Um, obviously he's only got 28 games under his belt as a hitting coach, but you can see a pretty dramatic shift this year in the Cardinals, uh, launch angle numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when you've got again, 12 hard hit balls and nine of them have a launch angle of zero or less guys, just spiking it straight into the dirt. Maybe that's an organizational problem again, last night against the Dodgers, um, more hard hit balls than the Dodgers had Cardinals had nine Dodgers had seven. Uh, but again, lots and lots of stuff on the ground. So um, I don't know. Jeff Albert was definitely all about launch angle, elevating the ball, power up in the zone. Turner Ward seems to have a different philosophy. I'm not going to comment on whether it's going to be successful yet. Again, only 28 games in, but this is probably something to keep an eye on. So let's keep an eye on the Cardinals launch angle moving forward because the Cardinals are showing they have the hardest, the best hard hit rate in MLB, but they're showing that right now that does not correlate to runs. It does not translate to runs unless you elevate the ball. Yeah. Um, Jordan Walker's big problem uh, up here was hitting the ball on the ground really, really hard uh, as well. And we saw him the other day, if we want to bring some optimism, uh, launch a home run yeah. um, in his very first at bat with triple A. So that's, that's definitely good to see. Um, I don't think we, we covered, Jordan Walker getting sent down. So uh, what do you think about, about that move? Well, I understand the move to send Jordan Walker down. His zips projection coming into the year was below average. So they projected him to be a sub replacement level player. And the reason is not his bat. I mean, there's not a lot of questions surrounding Jordan Walker's bat. Sure. It'd be nice if he elevated the ball and tapped into his power a little more in game, but that's going to come with time. He's 20, you know, it's not like Nolan Arenado who's putting it on the ground constantly in his thirties and something's wrong. So Jordan Walker's young, um, but it's his defense, right? I mean, his defense was pretty dreadful to start the season, but also you can't fault him for it. He's only played, you know, at this point, 60 career games in the outfield. So I understand putting him back down to Memphis because at some point, especially with this poor start, the Cardinals have to consider uh, playing the best team to win the most amount of games right now because we need to get back into the race. You know, you're sitting there eight games out in April. It's just April. Um, But all of a sudden, like you got a pretty big hill, big hole to dig yourselves out of. Um, So you got to play the best team, which means not having Jordan Walker in right field when he can't make some routine plays right now. 
I hope he's back up soon. Um, you know, it's great to see him in Memphis where it's not going to matter if he misplays the ball in the outfield, everyday reps, tons of at bats. The more head scratching part of the move, as I'm sure you agree, Andrew, was Taylor Motter coming back up to replace Jordan Walker. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So Taylor Motter, I think, got recalled after being DFA'd and, and outrighted to Memphis. Yeah. Like one day after that happened. So, um, he hasn't played a game since he's come back, and I'm really not sure why we're not calling up Juan Yepes, who um, showed some promise with the club early on when he when Newbar was out with injury. He hit the ball well. And Taylor Motter is a defensive liability on the middle infield, made a couple of pretty bad plays, doesn't hit the ball really at all, has a 633 OPS through um, 20 plate appearances this season. So, like, we haven't really seen much out of Taylor Motter, a career 57 OPS plus hitter. Like first than Andrew Kisner. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but Andrew Kisner's OPS plus this year is five. So uh, that's really bad. Um, not, that means he's 95% worse than an average uh, major league hitter. Which is- <laughs> it's five. I'm sorry. That, that is just absurd. To those of you like that is, that is crazy. Your OPS being a single or plus being a single digit number. He is 5% as good as a league average hitter. <laughs> Um, so yeah, as you can tell, it is just not great in Cardinal nation right now. Um, coming out of the Giants series, you know, the last game was really nice. Cardinals looked great. Six zero win reminded me a lot of that win in Milwaukee, uh, where it was like, all right, all right, we'll turn the page, bad brave series. And then they immediately turn around and really, uh, put up a stinker the last two nights. So we've seen the Cardinals score three runs, uh, I guess four runs in their last two games put together, shut out last night. For those of you who didn't watch, Clayton Kershaw had his A game, uh, but the Cardinals still had chances to score late and couldn't get it done. Um, they had the, the heart of the order come up in the ninth inning, which is exactly what you want to see off a Dodgers bullpen that has one of the worst ERAs in baseball and just can't get it done again. So um, the Cardinals, interestingly, fun stats, fell to one and five in one run games and three and 11 in close games. So three runs or less. That's just not fun to see. Normally the Cardinals, you know, trademark of the Cardinals is being able to win the close games, just something we haven't seen this year. On this road trip in particular, they've dropped three one-run games. You know, win those three, and you're looking at a road trip that's five and five or six and four. Big deal, big difference. Yeah, one thing that uh, caught the attention of some fans was Ali Marmol's decision not to pinch hit for Dylan Carlson uh, as the last out in yeah. that inning. Would you have gone with Nolan Gorman there? I think I definitely would have. Because uh, it's your last out, a must-win situation, and I would go with the better hitter. Yeah, I understand um, definitely the move to go to Nolan Gorman. I probably would have done that too, but I also understood leaving Carlson. And Carlson was having a really great game. Um, he made two awesome catches, and Carlson was the one to break up the no-hitter. Uh, I guess the perfect game in the seventh. <laughs> uh, so he broke up Kershaw's perfect game bid. And he looked really good. You know, Carlson was driving the ball. And so I figure Marmol wanted to ride the hot hand, which is something he doesn't do a lot. Marmol, you know, prides himself on playing the matchups, being an analytics guy. So I don't know. I think it was definitely a tough decision. And it's not like Dylan Carlson didn't do what you want him to do. He hit the ball right up the middle at 100 miles an hour. It just happened to go right into a Dodgers glove and thrown over to, you know, end the game. Not a lot you can do about that. So that's kind of the way I see it. He did his job, and it was another tough luck out to end a really tough luck night. Yeah, hopefully we can get the win this afternoon. 
Seriously. Noah Syndergaard pitching for the Dodgers has not had a good start to the season at all. Mm. Um, but we've seen the Cardinals struggle against just about anyone this season. So I yeah. guess we'll, we'll have to find out. We are six and two in, in series finales, though. So if that's something you want to be optimistic about. Right before the game, uh, who do you want to take in our hit streak today? Uh, got our lineups out and everything. I'm leaning. I'm leaning Nolan Gorman. Yeah, he's in the lineup. Yeah, I'm leaning Nolan Gorman today. I think with the off day yesterday, he's going to be locked in. Nolan Gorman has been a huge bright spot for the Cardinals this year. Um, seriously, like look, moving forward, if he continues to do this, Arenado is going to get right. Contreras has been pretty solid since a rough start. The bullpen is fantastic. By the way, quick side note, the Cardinals bullpen might be the best bullpen in baseball this year. And it just doesn't matter because they haven't been able to help them out. But the Cardinals bullpen, uh, by, by the numbers, you know, take Sierra, uh, one of my favorite advanced analytics. The Cardinals bullpen has a Sierra of about 3.13, which it's, it's a similar uh, stat to X expected ERA. So it's a predictive metric like that uh, based on quality of contact. Nobody else is below 3.35. You know, the Cardinals, the gap between the Cardinals and second place, which is the Astros, is as big as the gap between second place and 10th place on that list. So the Cardinals have been really impressive uh, in the pen. It's just, oh, it's so frustrating. I, I don't even know what to say at this point. It's just, I believe in this team still. Yeah, you hope they can turn it around. I'm going to go with uh, Paul Goldschmidt. I think he's continually hitting the ball really hard. Probably one, one of... Uh, him and uh, and not Contreras, him and Gorman, definitely the two most consistent bats throughout the season. So far. I believe in him to get a hit today. Uh, I know you took Arenado yesterday. First time the entire season that you've taken him. And, uh, and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, well, none of us got hits yesterday, so uh, it's okay. Um, True. But, yeah. You took Kisner and you got a hit. with Five OPS plus. Look at that. I know. One of the only ones he's registered all season. Yeah. Well, looking ahead, the Cardinals are going to have an off day on May 1st before opening up a series against the Angels. Hmm. Um, so that's going to be fun for Andrew to watch his two favorite teams. And it looks like they're going to face Sandoval, Shohei Otani, and who, who else are we facing? They're their number six starter. Um, so okay. I think they're giving Tyler Anderson an extra day off, which yeah. is, I guess, fine. Like either way. Once you get past Otani and Sandoval, the rest of that rotation is a little bit of a wash. Um, all those pitchers, Detmers, Anderson, Canning, and uh, Smart. I like Detmers. I'm very happy to avoid Anderson, too. Well, Detmers walked like six batters yesterday to give the Brewers. Um, it's true. So I wasn't too happy about that. Um, yeah. Mike Trout had two homers and it wasn't enough. But I feel like we hear that like every week. <laughs> Mike Trout hits two home runs and Shohei Otani goes three for three as the Brewers beat the Angels 7-5. That was the headline I got. Yep, that's uh, – we need them to, to pull out the win today against the Brewers. It's 2 nothing, But that Angels bullpen is, is really, really bad. So, Aaron uh, Luke, Ryan Tapera, those big offseason acquisitions have not been great. I think the keys to the game are – um, we just got to survive Sandoval and Otani for as long as we can get a run or two off them and the pitchers, uh, the starters, Mats and Michaelis, just survive as long as you can keep the game close and then jump on their bullpen arms. Um, yeah. Carlos Estevez is their closer, but his peripherals haven't been that good this year. And then, um, Andrew wants the other, uh, the other new guy, similar name to mine. Um, 
it was uh, actually pretty funny when I was uh, playing MLB The Show. Uh, my creative player was in AAA in, uh, in the Angel system. And I got confused because Andrew Watts was, was pitching. And I was like, oh, that's me. And then I put out the wrong loadout and it was, it was annoying. Anyway, that's just a funny side note. Um, but we just got to jump on their bullpen in those first two games. Uh, get Otani out of there as quickly as you can. Or if you want to pull out some Oakland Devil Magic, whatever they did in that fourth inning the other day. Yeah. Four or five runs off Otani. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think seriously, it is about time for things to turn around for the Cardinals. As I said, I still believe in this roster. And I want to preface what I say with that. I still believe in this team. I think coming back to Bush after a really tough road trip is going to make a difference. I think they are going to be very happy to be back home. And I think the Cardinals are going to win a series here. Not only that, I think we're going to win our first series opener of the year. So Fun trend this year or not so fun trend. Cardinals are 0-9 right now in series openers. I really do think that's going to change on May 2nd uh, against the Angels. I think we're going to get a series opener. We're going to get a win. We're going to set the tone for a series finally. And it's going to put us on track for a very good month of May. So that's what I'm looking for. The Cardinals need to take this off day, you know, get away game in LA today, get home, take an off day, reset, and get ready to win some baseball games. So I've got two or three. What do you think, Andrew? I'm going to be honest. I'm really not comfortable with Matt's against that Angels lineup. Uh, Matt's gives up a lot of home runs, and you got two guys who hit a lot of home runs, Otani and Trout. You also have Hunter Renfro, who's crushed the Cardinals in the past. So um, that's going to be interesting. A couple easy outs um, in that lineup towards the end. The Angels lineup depth is not nearly as good as ours, but their star power is definitely really scary. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Otani and Trout against Mats, who gives up a lot of home runs. Where's Jose Quintana when you need him? Lowest home runs per nine uh, in the National League last year. Playing for the Mets and injured. <laughs> yeah, it is unfortunate. Um, but I guess we'll see what Mats has, has to offer. Um, yeah, the, the Jose Quintana tidbit reminds me of one more thing. I recently was talking to a Cardinals fan and we got into an argument about the pitching um, for the Cardinals and why it's been so bad. Yeah. And, you know, he told me that he really wished the team had addressed the pitching needs in the off season. And my question to him, and it's my question to everyone watching this and all the Cardinals mm-hmm. fans that are complaining about Mosellock, where was their pitching? Seriously, who, who could have helped this team? Because pretty much everyone who's was available and has been available recently is either ineffective, hurt, or extremely overpaid and out of our price range. I mean, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer's suspended right now. <clears throat> Carlos Rodon hasn't pitched. Frankie Montas, who was available at the deadline, hasn't pitched. Luis Castillo is having a fantastic year. He shut us down the other day. But were you really going to give up Jordan Walker for Luis Castillo? Because that's probably what it would have cost. And so I'm just looking at it and I just want to say, you know, before you say something like Mo should have addressed the pitching, think about what pitching was really out there and whether it could have been addressed. Yeah. Um, and looking towards next season on the, on the pitching outlook, there's only two names that I'm looking at that improve this yeah. rotation significantly. Like obviously you have Flaherty Montgomery who you're going to try to maybe bring back one of those guys um, yeah. to, to fasten that rotation down. Michaelis is, is locked up. Matt's is, I guess here, um, Libertor's uh, coming up in the organization and he's sure. going to be, um, He's looked really good in AAA, so I think he'll 
be in that rotation as well. So you got to fill, assuming you bring back one of uh, Montgomery or Flaherty, you have one spot left to fill and you got to fill it with an ace. And there's two aces out on the market next season that I think would make this rotation better. One of them is Aaron Nola, who shot us down in the wildcard round for the Phillies last year. A lot of good strikeout stuff, which is what we really, really need. And the other guy is Shohei Otani, who's going to make like $550 million, probably a little bit out of our price range. But I do think if the Cardinals are not in the bidding for Shohei Otani, that's going to be a bit of an issue because there's really nothing else out there unless via trade that you can do to improve this rotation significantly. And of course, just a just a note to Cardinal fans who are going to the games this this weekend. Just just when you see Shohei Otani come to the plate, just give him a standing ovation. Make him feel welcome here. Um, everyone knows who at least plays for the Cardinals. It's a great atmosphere to play in. So we want to maybe give him a little taste of that beforehand. Uh, I think he was here when Albert Pujols came back a couple years ago. Uh, he wasn't able to to play because he wasn't pitching during that series, and there wasn't a DH in the National League, but. Um, I think he was here for that. So he's gotten a little bit of a taste of how, how great it is to play at Bush Stadium. Let's let's give him a little bit more of that this weekend or this week. For sure. <clears throat> and then just a quick report from the farm, Andrew, since you mentioned Lee Retour. He's been fantastic this year. I would love to see Lee Retour up with the big league club sooner rather than later. Lee Retour last night um, got no decisions, even though he threw six scoreless innings. Racked up nine strikeouts, allowed just three hits and three walks to lower his season ERA to 2.14. So he is obviously having that breakout season. And it really all is due to his improved fastball. So Libertor has upped his velocity just a little bit. He's still coming at you from the left side with a funky delivery. And he's got that wipeout curve. He's been unbelievable this year. I'd love to see him up with the big league club. And then yesterday, Andre Pallante looked fantastic as well. Went two innings, registered four strikeouts. Gave up one run, but he kept his ERA with Memphis at 1.69 on the season. So he's been great as well. Uh, and then it'd be interesting to see Ivan Herrera up with the big league club perhaps as well. He's got an OPS hovering right around 800, pulled another double out last night. And then, uh, you know, so that was fantastic. And then one more strong performer was Luke and Baker, whose OPS right now sits at 1168. So he's been really great. I would rather have him up here than Taylor Motter. You know, he, he could at least be a viable bench bat. Maybe he could give us a spark. Yeah. Right now, a real reason for Taylor Motter to be on this roster right now. Like he no. plays second base, shortstop, third base, but he doesn't play any of those positions that well. Bit of a defensive liability. And giving him at bat to the major league level isn't really helping anyone. Like he's, I think, 33. And nothing against him. Like he, he's shown that he's a pretty good personality and like great guy off the field. Yeah. I'd like him to go get some playing time with a team that could actually use him. So like, yeah, but I, I just don't think he has a real place on this team. And it's a little bit of a disservice to him actually to, to just sit him on the bench for like 12 days straight and not play him at all. Um, we could have like Juan Yepes or Luke and Baker up here doing something. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't really understand. I don't think Baker is on the 40 man roster which is probably, but Motter's on the 40 man roster, you know, so yeah. you could very easily just make that move. I know that Taylor Motter is a fun depth piece for the Cardinals. I mean, he, he really crushed it in AAA last year and maybe you believe that he's found something, but again, he's 33. He probably is who he is at this point as a baseball player. And like Andrew said, it's definitely a disservice to him 
you know, to sit on the bench for two straight weeks and not see the field. I don't know. Yeah. Any last words of, of hope to give the fans this week? I know it's been, it's been a little bit rough. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I've told Andrew many times in some private conversations, I am not punting on this team because I think the talent is definitely there for this team to still be very good at baseball. Um, I look around at the hot starts around our division. The pirates aren't going to have a winning record in September. I just don't think so. I just don't believe I'm not a pirates believer, especially with O'Neill Cruz out for the year. So I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of their hot start. I'm not afraid of the Cubs. The Cubs are around 500, which is exactly what I expected because I don't think they're that good. Obviously the Reds suck again. The Brewers, it's a little scary, but I don't know. The offense hasn't been great. It's exactly what we expected in Milwaukee. Good pitching staff, terrible offense, solid, slightly above average team. So I think there's still plenty of opportunity for the Cardinals to win this division. And I'm not punting until game 60. If by game 60, the Cardinals are 15, 10, 15 games under 500. Yeah. I'm going to have a problem. Yeah. I don't think the, uh, my optimism is a little bit lower. Right now, I don't think this team's playoff chances are all that high at the moment. I'd probably give it like a coin flip. Um, definitely need to, to improve in May, get off to a good start against the angels. I know it, it like for me, at least I have a little bit of a bias towards the angels. I think they're better than most people give them credit, but they always seem to have find a way to let me down. So if they let me down this week, that's actually a good thing. Um, but I don't know. We got to take advantage of our, our games against bad teams. Uh, we're playing the Tigers again uh, next weekend. And I think we need to sweep them. Uh, that team doesn't have an Otani. They don't have a guy that's going to go out there and just shut, shut down your entire lineup. Um, Erod, who's been unfortunately good. And with our luck, we'll definitely face him. Maybe. Um, we weren't even supposed to face Otani. It was a, a rain delay in Boston caused his schedule to get messed up. He was supposed to pitch in Milwaukee, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> just Cardinals <laughs> luck this year, huh? I mean, it'll be fun. We get to see Otani uh, pitch, but or it won't be fun. I don't know. I guess I guess you don't you don't care as much as I do. No, I just want my team to win. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's what we got for you guys today. It's been frustrating. I know it's frustrating, um, but, you know, it's kind of the same message as last week. We're definitely in a holding pattern. And even though this week sucked, it didn't knock us out of that holding pattern. We'll be here for at least another month um, thinking about maybe punting, but hopefully not. And around game 60, I'll have much more fleshed out thoughts on this ball club, the way it's constructed and the way they've played. So, yeah, have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the upcoming series. Enjoy getting to watch Shohei Otani, even if he decimates our lineup. You know, he's a once-in-a-generation special player. Let's hope the Birds get a win today, and let's hope we get off to a much better start in the month of May. It's nice to put April behind us, for sure. It's nice to see the weather warm up, uh, you know, get about 30 games under our belt before we play into the summer. So, all right. Everyone have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Newt News, and we'll see you back around the next time, say uh, next week.